Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am just completely thrilled to have my new friend, um, Lawrence, the energy master. We're just going to go right there. I'm like, you don't need to know his last name. You don't need to know much more. Um, Lawrence, the energy master is, uh, is here today on the show. And, um, and I'm just so excited to see, uh, whatever wants to come through in today's conversation. Thank you so much for being here, Lawrence. It is my pleasure. (laughs) And wait, where are you today? Are you in Los Angeles? Are you, I am currently on the Island of Santa Monica. <laughs> on the island of Santa Monica. Wow, it sounds so exotic. Yes, um, it, it, it is and isn't simultaneously. But, <laughs> but we're we're it's raining a lot as this yeah. is being recorded, and uh there seems to be a lot of flooding. So right now we are closer to an island. Okay, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been the rain the past couple of days has been insane. Yeah here in, uh, in California. Um, well, cool. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, so for my listeners, oh yeah, absolutely. And Um, and I really appreciate you inviting me as well because you're awesome. We got, we had the chance to be on a panel together. (laughs) Totally. Totally hit it off. And it's, it's an honor to be here and Mm -hmm. speaking with you and your listeners. Love it. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. I want to share with, uh, with you all, my listeners here just for a moment about like, uh, just a little bit about Lawrence and his background and then, you know, how I, uh, how I encountered him in the wild. That's really my favorite way to find podcast guests. You know, like I just refuse to do like online research or just any of these things that feel so contrived, you know? Um, and so I was just so grateful to, uh, to cross paths with, with Lawrence. Um, so for those of you who may not know Lawrence, um, he is a, an award-winning tantric master, um, a clarity coach and a best-selling author. And he also, he is the co-creator of the Yorgasmic Method, which is the basis of his new book, um, which is called The Future of, uh, of Sex. 
And, you know, I could go on and on and keep telling you about all of the amazing, uh, <laughs> amazing things that like that I know about that Lawrence has created in the world. Um, but I think the thing that I just I, that I want to say about Lawrence, um, first off, we met at a dinner of other um, like sex educators and coaches and healers, you know, and just there was you you all have heard from a few of the other people who were at that dinner, you know, on my show. And um, so it was such a gorgeous place to like really learn um, and just like feel other people like who are who are, you know, in some like in in the same field of work and also like come from totally different backgrounds and disciplines and it's like whoa I never even you know I never met this guy like what's he about um but the thing that I think uh that stood out to me about Lawrence um was just like how grounded he is like it's like whoa this is a person who is deeply in his body and has deep approval for just his experience and, uh, and for just creates a field of permission for other people to be expressed in how they are. And, um, and I saw that at the dinner, but then we were in a, on a panel talking all about orgasms a couple months ago. And that's really when I opened my heart to you, Lawrence, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, not only is this guy just like super grounded, but then on the panel, I just really felt, um, your level of play, and that is just like the instant path to my heart. Oh, <laughs> that's good. I thought it was going to be cooking. Oh my gosh. Well, I, you know, I do, I do love that is another pathway to my heart to be clear. And Yoni massage. Okay. That also <laughs> another pathway to my heart. <laughs> okay. So what we're getting from this is there's actually quite a few access points. Mm -hmm to my heart but oh man yeah i've been uh going down the yoni yoni massage pathway recently and uh that is oh lovely yeah opening up a lot so yeah. Yeah. uh with with that as the as the uh you know just sort of to set the stage um i just want to play with you today lawrence that's Fantastic. what that's what i want to that's what i want to do here how about that beautiful that sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So, um, I would love to hear, you know, I, I heard a little bit of your story at the dinner mm -hmm. that we were both at. Um, but I want to sort of bring everyone else into this and, sure. um, yeah, I would just love to hear, um, I know your story starts like what, when you were a teenager, right? Like where you sort of well, started yeah. on this path. So wherever Earlier. you want to start, um, I would love to just sort of get the beginning flavor of like how you started going down this path of like conscious sexuality. Wow. Right. So, so <laughs> I was, um, a young human growing up in New York city and that exposed me to a lot of, um, positive and negative aspects of human sexuality, especially as a young person. And it, it, Growing up at that time, you know, in New York, it was extremely lawless and wild and kind of an anything goes sort of city. So as I was coming up, I was having experiences that I wasn't really prepared for. And, mm -hmm. um, and so then that started me thinking about 
just what is this body and what is going on here and then and then i also had these two very interesting experiences where um i fell in love at a very early age mm. um i remember falling in love with deeply falling in love with julie uh in the back of the bus on the way to camp you know back when we were oh. in kindergarten <laughs> kind of thing and i just i was just in love mm-hmm. and that love feeling that like feeling of connectedness and connection has really driven my life in a way because because mm-hmm. the because that feeling is you know it's 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 kind of incredible it's mm-hmm. it's really beyond words and i in especially as a young person like being that young and you know i remember just all these feelings in my being about this human and um you know and then life progresses and you have all kinds of experiences and things get crazy and people move and high school comes and the hormones really come on board and all that stuff but just before my hormones started exploding i was about um uh, 11 or 12 years old and um i had been leading a meditation group which i started when i was 10 i just was very geeky about I was just like meditation is awesome. Yeah, okay. Can we just like camp out on that at, at the age of 10? Like what, what prompted that? <laughs> Cause I was not starting a meditation group at age 10. I will tell you. <laughs> right. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with like, um, like this, like there was so much financial and emotional and, um, physical lack of safety in my universe i was like Mm. i need to create that you know it was like it's like i need something because if i don't have something i am spinning in outer space kind of thing like it was really kind of um challenging and and also i i went to um egypt when i was nine and that was a life-changing experience for me because it was the first time I saw death firsthand. Mm. And I saw little children living in poverty. You know, I thought I had it bad in New York growing up, mm-hmm. you know, in a little tenement apartment. And to go to Egypt and then find this like um poverty, like unimaginable poverty, like un- like like beyond anything that I had ever seen or experienced in my life. And I, at that point, I've had my own experiences. I thought they sucked. I went to Egypt and I was like, this is like 10,000 times worse. And it was like, what is this life? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like nothing was making sense to me. Um, and I also had like a past life experience when I saw the pyramids. And when I looked at, um, when I looked at uh, um, hieroglyphics and I was like, this is so extraordinary. And I, I felt like I had touched something very deeply inside of me, but I did not understand it. And so that is why I started meditating. Cause I was like, okay, first of all, pyramids, pyramid power, like what the hell is that? So I started bringing people together and doing mm-hmm. stuff like with divining rods and, 
pyramid power, transcendental meditation, just anything I could explore. And, you know, it was like that time in New York City, everybody was like, wow, there's a 10 year old doing this. Let's, let's do this. Let's get together. How did you find the resources around all of these like practices and desires that you had? What do you mean? Like, um, how did you tap in? Like, I'm just imagining, right? Like I didn't have access to this stuff at the age of 10, 12 or 15 or 16, you know, like it just wasn't a thing in Casper, Wyoming. Well, that's Um, why, I mean, that's, that is literally (laughs) it. It's, you know, New York city is a melting pot, right? So everybody Mm. imagine, like, think about it. Anybody you've ever spoken to on a spiritual path of any kind, what is one of the first things that they think about, right? One of the, one of the first things they'll say is like, if you push on why they do what they do or how they're doing what they're they're doing, they'll say, man, can you imagine if we could teach this to little kids, to young people? Well, Mm -hmm. I was that little kid. So I had access to the universe was open to me at that age. Wow. Any, any inner circle I wanted to get to any organization. It was like, who is this kid? Kid. Let's teach him. Let's bring him in. And uh, so I had access to everything. There was no resource. I could go, I could walk into the inner circle, um, which, which really deeply influenced my life because I got to walk into these, the inner circles of the inner circles. And so I saw what was actually going on. And yeah, so that was, there was, there was like this, like my path was like, how do I make sense of this very strange experience called life Mm -hmm. when nothing was making sense? And then I was like, okay, well, let me go out into the, into the world and try to find some answers. And then getting to go into these deep inner circles of stuff, looking for answers, not being very satisfied with what I was finding and therefore continuing my own exploration, which never stopped and hasn't stopped to this, to this day, but that's where it started. It was like, it just doesn't like, there is not a good explanation for you know, children living like pigeons on the streets of Cairo and dropping dead from malnourishment and just being left like trash, little, little body. And I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense to any reality I'm living. So I need to start making sense of this. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really what this, this kind of curiosity, like, why, like, what does this all mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, I mean, it drives it's probably one of the driving factors of everything that I do, um, mm-hmm. which is which is which is why my approach is very grounded. You know, picking up on what you said earlier, like it's one of the reasons why my approach is really grounded because, like, there's nothing anybody's going to come to me with that I haven't seen or thought about or had a discussion about or been part of in some way. Um, there's nothing that's going to shock me. There's nothing that's going to like, I'll be like, Oh my God, how is that possible? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, cause I have, it's like, that's what New York does. It exposes mm-hmm. you to 
all of these things and being curious, it was like, you know, super exposure. So mm. that's how I got, that's a, you know, that's Whoa. how I came to be teaching meditation at 10. Cause I'm like, none of this makes sense to me. I need to find some answers. Right. Wow. Well, and, um, you know, one of the things that I talk about often on this show is just the, um, like following the deeper thing inside mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, you know, for sure. Like that's all we have. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so I, but I just think it's extraordinary to hear from someone that was like following the deeper thing at that age. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that is just, um, it just feels so divine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's real. And I, and I highly agree with you, like, like, you know, finding what that thing is, the, the challenge we have with finding mm-hmm. what that thing is, is that making the distinction between, is it, you know, my training and programming? Is it my true, true self? Right. Because that's terrifying for people. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh And so, you know, it's much easier to be like, you know, have somebody tell you what everything is about and just kind of go with that and not really question it. And, um, and I think that's why a lot of practices don't want you to ask ask questions, too many questions, because, because the, the, and this is how I am on the path of sexuality, because the one force if you follow it to help you get in touch with who you really are and, and what is really going on in there is sexual energy. That's one thing that is like, it's rocket fuel. It's, you know, it has the possibility to move you from where you are to anything else you want to be, become experience Mm -hmm. in your life. And that's the one thing um, because we're all born from sex and without sex, there is, yeah. you know, the species literally does not survive. So, so when you, when you think about why are people so messed up about it? Why are, you know, why is it so common to talk to somebody? And go, oh, I don't know if I can orgasm, you know, all the yeah. crazy, like, 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 there's great cultural interest in divorcing us from our sexuality, but on a true, uh, when I say true, what do I mean? When on a, on an individual spiritual path, at some point that path will lead you back to your sexuality. And if it doesn't, it is not a complete spiritual path. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are, um, at least from what I can see, I mean, I, uh, I started, like, I just became a coach, you know, that was like sort of my first entry point Mm -hmm. into spirituality. And it wasn't about sexuality at first. It was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm just becoming a coach, you know? And then, right. I finally got to this place of like, oh shit, I'm going to have to look at my sex. Got to, you know, and But that took a couple of years, quite frankly, for for me to be even be willing. 
And um, yeah, one of the things I was actually talking to my coach about like a few days ago was just like there, what I see in the industry of coaching is that there are so many coaches who are deeply not in touch with their sexuality. And I have so much compassion for it, right? It's so normal. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to be a stand for that, <laughs> like in the world. Yeah. 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 I mean, for sure. But it's, you know, you also have to understand like that it's, there's, um, there's a lot of fear around that. Anytime where you have, right. You have fear. And also there's a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding. So, Mm -hmm. so on one hand, yes, go into your sexuality, but then where do you go? And who do you trust? And how do you know? Because you it's so easy to lose five years of your life running down some rabbit hole. Um, so it, it's a very paradoxical situation because on one hand, we have to we have to break through the, you know, our own traumas, our belief systems, our training, our programming, conditioning, the stuff that goes on. And um, and yet it's so easy to walk out of one trauma or programming into another. Mm-hmm. Right. And now I know. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. Real. Right. There's conditioning. There's conditioning everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. I'd love to um, have you expand on your think, your thinking a little bit on this, this topic, like just the piece that you said um, a few minutes ago about uh, like, your training or your programming or your conditioning versus like your true, real, authentic self. I would love to just like, I don't know, just, yeah, hear your, hear your thoughts on, Mm -hmm. on that and that knowing the difference. Well, here's, here's the big challenge with that, right? I I think it's a misnomer to think that there's one self that we truly are. So that alone sets up people for failure, in my opinion, because um, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, how can you be one thing? Like we're we're so complicated, and you've got your, you know, am I hungry? Am I tired? Have I slept? What are my hormones like? What am I, you know, yeah. have I? What is you know what is the the underlying condition at any given moment, and then. So which self is your true self, right? Is it like, mm-hmm. I'm well slept, I'm well rested, I'm well sexed, I'm well orgasmed, I'm well fed, I'm well, pe- you know, how, and when does that happen in the life we're living? You right. do what I'm saying? Like we're, yeah. everybody's sleep deprived, everybody's distracted, everybody's malnourished, not enough sun, not enough vitamin, you know, it's like, it just goes on and on and on and on in so many different ways. And so, so I think the thing is, is like, really being kind about what is closest to setting you on fire. You know, that's really the thing. Like, what is the thing that if all else failed or in the depth of like feeling depressed or confused or something, is there a you there that sits and functions and kind of is in a certain state of awareness 
that you can, now I'm starting to sound like a non-dualist, which is not exactly what I'm saying, but I'm just saying like that awareness of, of like something that is driving through adversity. And, you know, if, if, if you were to really strip yourself down, like, what is that? And for me, one of those things is sexuality. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's like, that drives a majority of what I do in my life and, and not with a particular agenda. That's, that's the paradox about me. I'm not trying to, you know, mm-hmm. get anywhere or put things inside of other things. I don't, that's not the objective. It's the, you know, right. in touch with that, that force and that power that is able to really conquer the most impossible tasks or, um, face the most difficult things so that's when i when i think about what i'm actually even when i'm coaching people what i'm trying to do is is help them get in touch with that that fire that is so based to who we are that you know in spite of everything that there's like this this little point in there where you could be like yeah that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, that, that's what I'm, I try to yeah. nudge people towards. Um, I love, uh, I love that as a, just as a question, like what is the thing that is closest to setting you on fire? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really, you know? that's it. And the more you can get in touch with that and then hang out with people who, you know, who support you in that, like, mm-hmm. right. Amazing. Right. That's the whole, that's the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, you know, and, and at, at some point, if you're being truthful, sexual expression is just going to be part of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I've just, I've never found that not to be the case. I've, you know, I've lived in monasteries. I've hung out with monks. I mean, they're, they're as fucked up about sex as anybody else if not more so right so you know but it's like yeah it's all hidden and you know but then but then like I would come be hanging out at the monastery and you know somebody would find out oh you're a sex educator or you you have some acumen in this area and then they're like oh. I have a question. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What did you, um, what did you learn about, uh, sexuality at the monastery? Super suppressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you've got two versions of that. You've got the version that is like, we're all about sex. Right. So I hung out in, in Osho's community and that was the complete opposite you know, that was like full expression, you know, I mean, whatever, but within reason, um, you know, and it was like, that was, that was like way on the other side of the pendulum. And then, you know, in the monastery with the monks, like nobody has genitals. Mm, I do not have a penis. I do not have a vagina. And, you know, and, and, and Bhagwan was interesting because his whole idea was like, move through your sexuality to get to your freedom. In other words, eat all those things you want to eat. So you don't have the appetite, which will lead you to the, um, kind of just a more 
inner balance. I don't think that actually worked, but it was certainly fun and interesting along the way. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So. I feel like you have lived 17 lifetimes in this one life. Right, this I time. definitely have. <laughs> I definitely have. Yeah, it's great. Like so many rabbit holes uh, that yeah. um, that we could that we could go down. Um, hmm. Well, I want to. I would love to hear. Just. Um, I love that you've had so much exposure to just like different teachers and different communities, and you also. I, what I'm really getting from this conversation is that you have um, just found the places where you check in with yourself and you say, mm, wait, that thing, oh, that's not fully resonant or like there's a shortcoming with that or like, here's what I see. And it's sort of like you've woven this, um, just this web of like wisdom, you know, over time. Um, yeah, I think, and, the, yeah, I yeah, think, I think the thing is, is like, I'm the person you come to so there are people you come to when you're like, you want them to agree with you. Right. And just yeah. like, Oh my God. Right. I am not that yeah. person. Yeah. Right? I'm the person you come to when you're like, you know, I, I thought this would, <laughs> well, no, not, not debate. I don't, I don't, yeah. I actually spend no time debating because, because debating mm. is, has to do with opinions and mm. mm -hmm. opinions are to me, it's not, I spend no time, like, honestly, I spend no time on that. But if you want to know why something isn't working for you, mm -hmm. then I'm the perfect person to come to, right? Like, oh, I went down this path. I thought this would be the result. That wasn't the result. Why? Mm -hmm. And typically, depending on the path you're on, how it goes is like, oh, I thought this was going to happen. It didn't happen. Then the teacher says, oh, well, it's not the path. It's you. Right. And so that's mm -hmm. typically where the, the division begins because somebody, you know, you're like, well, I did these things. And I was like, yeah, but you're not X, Y, Z. And then this, this split starts. And so then people will come to me oftentimes going like, okay, well, is it actually me? Mm. Or was there something off about the path? Does that make sense? Then I'm the mm -hmm. perfect person to talk to because, yeah, and then you're because like, well, I there's have... this whole other path over here that you didn't even know existed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's really it's fun. Just... I mean, that's fun. Yeah. No, that's so fun. Or like, oh, there's this slight little turn on the path that you might have yes. missed. It's a little nuance. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, um, that's where I like to hang out. I'm, I'm really like right now I'm working on like, you know, because the dilemma for me, I mean, like being like radically honest, the yeah. dilemma for me is that like I've, I've been on this path a long time. I've gone down many, 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 many journeys and and where I am now is, is I'm using your word, but it really is that it's like, there's a level of mastery, a level of mastery and a level of, um, of, um, of wisdom. Right. right. And, and, but they're not facts. They're like, you know, this is my understanding today. If it changes, I will update that understanding. But as of right now, this is pretty, this is as accurate a, a, a model I can come up with. 
The mm-hmm. challenge is that on one hand, we're like, oh yeah, be yourself. But like the other side of that is that not everybody wants to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And right. And not everybody like, so that's a kind of an interesting space I've been in, which is like, how much do I actually reveal versus, you know, because people are always like, oh yeah, I can handle anything. But, but factually that mm-hmm. isn't true. Um. Uh right because you'll you'll you know you say something and they're like wow well that i can handle anything just not that that. right yeah Yeah. (laughs) right so it's kind of an it's kind of a fascinating moment and and these Um, these things that i'm exploring and sharing with you i mean i these are things i think about every day right yeah totally yeah it's super fun oh yeah I love that. No, I can just feel the like level of just play in your work. You know, like I said at the beginning, just oh yeah, let's let's look at this or that or the other thing. So, yeah, for sure. Um, that just for sure. It just feels like yeah, it just feels so good and so like uh, so fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I would love to hear like what you have. Um, over, you know, the, va- the vast experiences that you've mm-hmm. had, like what you have learned about energy in your lifetime. Oh, I know this is a very broad question, but I I'll frame it a little, um, just in the sense that like, one of the things I talk about a lot here on this show is that like, you have to be a good steward of your energy. You have mm-hmm. to expand, ooh, excuse me. You have to expand your body's ability to hold sensation. 100%. Right. In order to be fully expressed and to create and have and hold your desires. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that's, that's sort of just, you know, one in general, the way that, that I talk about it here on this show, but I would just love to hear, you know, in general, some of the pieces that like you've really picked up in your lifetime of working with energy. Right. I mean, so, so one thing is, (laughs) is you got to get in touch with it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like, that's the first thing, like, like it's, it's pointless to talk about energy if people are like. Oh, energy. What, it's this you know. like random concept over here. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you, totally. you got to get experientially get in touch with that. Typically you can get in touch with that. You can start to get in touch with that with your desire, right? So the pathway mm-hmm. is through your desire. What is something that you want? Um, what is something that you're terrified of that you want? What is something that you want that you hope nobody finds out you want? You know, like those kinds Ugh. of Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Because in that is Mm -hmm. energy. Right. If I'm, if I'm, you know, analogously, if I'm holding something and I'm like, oh, I really want this, but I don't want anybody to know that I want it. And now I'm, I'm holding this thing. That's a lot of energy that goes into keeping you Mm -hmm. from having the experience. And so Mm -hmm. when you, well, it's so much fun about this particular path and why I do have fun with it, which is like my path of no path. Um, why it's so much fun <laughs> is because you're, you're like, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, I thought that was true. It's not. Okay. I let that go. I'm free. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't have to be mm-hmm. like, whoa, well, the, 
the Giwala Karmapa said it has to be this way, therefore it has to be this way. You know, I'm just like, well, maybe the Giwala Karmapa was wrong. I don't know. And so you just, you can just let that go. And then that frees up energy, right? So everything where people are in pain, the pain comes from the emotional pain um, comes from, uh, you know, well, two things really. Um, But the the key piece, I was just going to say, there's a biological problem, which is your emotional pathways and your physical pain pathways use the same neural pathways. And so the problem with that is you'll feel emotional pain, but it feels physical. And that's why people are like, Oh, my heart is broken. So that's just kind of a, a mechanical, Mm -hmm. not cool Mm -hmm. thing. Um, But it is a fact, but the, but the second piece of that is that the, the, your emotions, that emotional pain typically comes from two ideas that are in conflict with one another. Mm. So um, uh, I want to be a good girl. I was ha- literally mm-hmm. having this conversation yesterday. I want to be yeah. a good girl for my mom and my dad. But I'm also really interested in this other thing. Is that weird? Uh, is something wrong with me? Right. So the intersection yeah. of those two things is a pain point. Whoa. Okay. This is, I love this. I've never heard this emotional pain framed in like quite this way. This is so, it's so simple. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it really is. I mean, yeah. It's like, it, oh, um, I have this. I, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like, oh, I have this idea about the world, but I, whatever, want this thing. And it's in conflict with that. I mean, whoa. Yeah. Right. So what's really interesting, if you've been on a, on a spiritual path or a coaching path for a long time, and you have people that you love and follow and, you know, you've been like, oh, well, they said this now you stack them. So you have Mm -hmm. family stuff, you have you know, vaunted teacher, you have, you know, a practice of mindfulness, let's say on top of that. And then you have this desire to do something really naughty and <laughs> right. And yeah. you're just like, that, you know, that in the hey. sex, right. You know, in the sex education, but well, certainly your parents wouldn't approve your spiritual mm-hmm. teachers wouldn't approve. You maybe have one friend that might but you don't even know that. And then, and so now all of this is packed down. So you get layers, it becomes a layer cake. And that's why it's so hard for people because you're, you're layered, you know, with these, these memes, these sort of mental memes of how you should be versus what you want and what your deepest terrifying desire might be and that's Mm -hmm. on right for me like that's why i'm having so much fun because it's like (laughs) yeah once you have approval for those desires oh my gosh yeah the whole world opens yeah it does it does and (laughs) and and really going after that in an authentic way so you're not just doing the performance of it, but you're really going in there. That right. people feel that. I mean, people really mm-hmm. can feel that. Mm-hmm. Super powerful. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, and how do you work with yourself? Um, 
in relation to like looking at your desires, right. And knowing mm-hmm. like, okay, is, is this true? Or is this like an idea that my ego has that sounds kind of nice? You know what I mean? Like there's a difference right. between like a head-based want and like a body-based like, oh, this is my desire. And so I'm always just so curious to hear how different practitioners work with this concept. Um, so I'd love any thoughts you have on that. Yeah. I mean, typically I'm moving towards the thing that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's the best yeah. way I could describe it, right? If it's, mm-hmm. if I'm like, I couldn't, I shouldn't, you know, that's not the right thing. That's the, that's a very good direction towards finding and working with my energy and Mm. with these things. Like it's a really good principle of, which is a way to move through life with a tool. And, you know, the easy things are easy. I like energetic touch, right? I, which I do factually. So I like energetic touch. Okay, cool. Well, I can keep encountering people with energetic touch, but I haven't really explored different kinds of touch, like not extensively. Right. 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 Exactly. So now it's like, Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Um, you know, that starts to get super interesting. Mm-hmm. and motivating and like oh okay well what do i want to know about this what do i want to experience so i think that's you know giving yourself space and hey. breathing room and and most importantly private space to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. find these things right yeah really yeah, really like, really important yeah listening to yourself and like being willing to be quiet enough to yep allow, um, yeah, to allow these things to come through, but, oh my gosh, you said something just a minute ago that I really want to underscore for my listeners, the, um, I couldn't, or I shouldn't as an access point to working with energy. Yeah. Like just seeing, oh my gosh, that's a place that is just like such a signal that there is a block And you can avoid it and keep going down the path of like, I shouldn't and the guilt and all the like blocked energy there, or you can actually face it head on and be like, Oh, wait a minute. Like what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's really, it's a, it's a powerful, it's a powerful modality because you like, if you really engage in that, there is always something to look at. Like I'm I'm talking like something (laughs) exciting. Every, yeah. Yeah. Everything is on the other, other, everything is on the other side of that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, and what would you say? um, What would you say to people who are like, okay, well, I see these blocks. I shouldn't, or I couldn't. Um, How do you see like sort of the first steps of just starting to engage with that on an energetic level? Well, I think part of it is, um, you know, my mentor, one of my mentors, but one very deep mentor in my life was Betty Dodson. And oh. yeah. And, uh, and, and Betty was very much into the art of self-pleasure, mm-hmm. right? That was, 
one of her things was to bring, you know, the Hitachi wand, the vibrator into female sexuality in a big way. And she ran um, these circles all the way up to the end of her life with um, yeah. Carlin Ross as well. And th those, they were, you know, they're in, Betty was incredible. And the thing that she always did or said, her, her thing was like, get to know your own energy. Like really get to know your own energy. And mm. through that, you can start to discover and you can, you can use that to then lean into things that are just more challenging, difficult, uncomfortable, but you have to know you. Right. Cause then you so, can see what's not you. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Betty Dotson. Oh, Betty, I miss her. Oh, I just got little tears in my eyes. I know. Hmm. Such a good human. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Just get to know your own energy. That's it. That's the whole game, people. <laughs> yeah. Know who you are more and more. And when you see what you're not, it just becomes really clear. And then you know, find little mentors along the way that can help nudge you along and mm -hmm. keep you on that, on that, um, you know, in that direction. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to get thrown off. Yeah. And who can just remind you of like, Oh, mm -hmm. this is your energy. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. Mm. Thank you mm. for presencing that. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. Hmm. Truly. <laughs> well, as we start to wind our way towards the end, um, yeah. do you have any uh, any like final thoughts that you want to share um, before we tell people how they can find you? Like, just any thoughts you want to share that you know came through in the interview, or what you want to really leave people with. Yeah, I think, I think the main thing is, is like, it's very easy around your sexuality and your energy to feel alone and lonely. Um, mm -hmm. Even if you're in relationship or you're in community, it's, it's very easy to feel like, oh, I'm the only one. Mm -hmm. And um, I think finding people who can give you the space to be more you even if they don't understand it exactly, you know, just having a safe space to talk about things and explore things. I think it's really important, especially on your path. Um, so I, that's where I would go with this. It's like, you know, it, it's so easy to get isolated in shame, but, but shame is just a program, a training, a programming conditioning, or trauma, like anything else. And so yeah. if you can kind of lean into those things and make space and continue to open yourself, then good things happen. Like that's really the bottom line. Good things will happen. Um, but that's right. a practice. It's a spiritual practice. Yeah. Asking what you want is a spiritual practice. Feeling into the tender places, spiritual practice. And so I think the more 
you can be gentle with yourself in that process and avoid the kind of spiritual upward social comparison that people do all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, this person's so happy. It's it's kind of Instagram spirit, spirituality and thinking like, oh, I'm really messed up. Uh, yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think those are the things right now that, you know, that kind of kindness, really cutting ourselves some slack and some kindness and all of this is really important. Mm -hmm. So be gentle with yourself. Oh, wow. You just totally embody that. I just feel, um, I just feel softer in my body, just having, you know, been here in this space with you. I love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um i would love for you to share anything you'd like to about your work your book um how people can find you all the all the things well um my new book new ish book came out in the middle of covid so it mm -hmm. it uh it, it uh, but you can you can find it on amazon it's called the future of sex and that is a, a look at energy and sexuality and lots of practices and things in there that you know I, I think are cool to help people yeah on their path so that's the future of sex it's with um, my co-writer Karina Velasco and uh, you can find it on Amazon and then and then if you want to you know if you want to connect uh, Instagram is probably the best place which is at Lo uh, Lawrence the energy master mm -hmm. keep it keep it simple keep it simple. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, um, for your generosity and you. your light and your humanity. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate that. And I know really want to thank you for inviting me to the show. It was great. I loved us having a uh, time both in person and, and this and and uh, I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. So mm. thank you. Thank and thank you, you for also embodying what you do. Oh, I received that. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, everybody. Uh, we will see you next time. <laughs> Bye. See you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.